Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week, we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. We hope you find this message encouraging. If you have your Bibles and want to turn with me, they're going to have it on the screen for you as well. But John chapter 10. John, John chapter 10 is a, is a great chapter, but there's uh, one thing in particular that I'm wanting to look at this morning, and that is hearing what the Lord says to us. I think over and over and over again, in different ways, in different situations, people have said, I struggle to hear from the Lord. I pray, I read my Bible, I do all those things, but how can I hear his voice? I hear people talk about, well, the Lord spoke to me. Is that an audible thing? Is it something that I'm missing out on? How can I discern what the Lord is saying? Because uh, there's lots and lots of, of different angles on this, but this whole thing started with God speaking. He said, let there be, and it was. A planet, a universe, the the sun, the moon, the stars, everything that we can see, even us, was whenever God spoke. And so I think that's one thing that we all struggle with. How can I hear the voice of the Lord? How can I do that? Because I think it is one of the things that, uh, it's it's one of the greatest benefits in our salvation experience is being able to communicate with God. But how do I do that? How can I listen for his voice? And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. John chapter 10, though, he's talking to the Pharisees, and they've asked him a couple of questions, but basically he tells them this. He said, the one who enters in through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, talking about God the Father, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. And he owns his his own sheep, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Several years ago, uh, Angie and I owned a farm, 70 acres. It was a farm that had been really, really um, let go. It was, it was in rough condition. All the fence rows had gotten wide. They had, the people that had owned it bought it to hunt on it, and basically through the years they had farmed it out uh, you know, high, uh, rented the land out to be farmed, and so everybody didn't want to fool with it, so they just kept edging the fence rows out. And there were some fence rows that were 40 feet wide. And inside there was barbed wire, so you couldn't just go in there and start bush hogging willy-nilly uh, because you'd get that hung up in the bush hog. So what I did was I went and bought a bunch of goats and started goat ranching. And uh, in the hills and the hollers of western Kentucky, that was a pretty good thing because that's about all that ground was worth. And just the, as I've told many, many people, it's just the ground that holds the earth together. And so I bought a bunch of goats, and I dumped them out in there and ran a little electric wire around there, mainly to keep dogs and coyotes and stuff out. But as they progressed, and of course they reproduced and all this kind of stuff, and through the years, they foraged everything out, everything was cleaned up, looked like a city park. So I would supplement their food with a little bit of corn from time to time. So I'd walk out there, they'd be somewhere on that 70 acres, and I would walk out to the electric fence, and I would holler, goat, 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 goat. And I could hear them if they were on the far side. One of them, bah! 
And so I would, I would holler for them again, and I mean, here they'd come. Now, if somebody else did that, they would get within seeing distance, and they would stop. And they would look. But as long as it was me out there, and Angie did it some too, as long as it was me or her, they would come running on up. Why? Because they knew us. They knew our voice. They knew what they were fixing to get, which was some good corn. And, and so it's like that with him. He says, my sheep know my voice. I'm going to open up the door. I'm going to let them in. They're going to follow me because they know my voice. So it goes on later in the chapter. It says, they won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. Verse 26 even opens it up a little more. And it says, but you don't believe me talking to the Pharisees because you're not my sheep. So just like I said, if somebody strange came up and hollered, goat, 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 those, those, as soon as they'd get within seeing distance and they'd know that voice wasn't right, they wouldn't listen. And so voice, uh, verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And he says, I give them eternal life and they'll never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. So here's the thing. After you come to know the Lord, guess what? You are a child of God. You are in the kingdom. And as long as we'll continue to, to follow him, listen to his voice, we're, we're, we're good with him. Amen? So here's the deal. We all struggle with that. It's, there's no if, there's no should, there's no could. He said, my sheep know my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And so sometimes I think we struggle with that. I've shared with you in times past, I've only once heard an audible voice from the Lord, and that was in a dream. So how does God speak? How do we hear his voice? Is it an audible thing? Is it something that we determine with our ears? There have been some people that have heard the voice of the Lord. Again, I have not, except in that dream. And I can tell you exactly how it sounded <laughs> in that dream. But here's the thing. Sometimes the Lord speaks to us in many various and sundry ways. To know his voice. To know, it. sometimes it's an unction. Sometimes it is a discernment. Sometimes it is a, a perceptible something that we feel. Sometimes it, it can be that audible thing, but most of the time it is more in a, an impression, something that we get from the inside, that our spirit bears witness with what he is speaking to us. And here's the thing. It need not be a strange thing to say that God speaks. All the way through the Bible, God has said, God has spoke, God has done all these different things that relate to us that he speaks to his people. Not necessarily in that audible voice, but here's the deal. Uh, as we sit in this room right now, there are television and radio waves, microwaves, that are permeating this room, transmitting virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we can't perceive them. Why? Because we don't have the receiver for it. Now, we've got the receiver to hear from God, but what happens to us is we get so busy in life, we get so caught up in our day-to-day, -day, all the stuff that I've got, a, I've got a to-do list that just won't quit. That should have got at least one amen. Because today, if you say, how are you, one of the things that comes out of everybody's mouth, I'm busy. Just cover it up. 
Now, sometimes we may not be as busy as we pretend to be, but here's the thing. We get so caught up, and this is, this is a day of, of almost information overload. We watch TV, we watch our computers, we're all the time checking our emails and all this stuff, and we have so much information coming at us at, at a single time that sometimes it, it, we get an overload of that and we're not listening for the voice of God. One of the things that Jesus said over and over again is he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And so even though it, it seems strange and, and it amazes me how the world system wants to push God to the margins. It's okay if you call a psychic line to hear something about what you should do. But for us to pray seems like something weird. Uh, for, for them to consult somebody who, uh, you know, some sort of medium or some sort of, some sort of something like that. But for us to pray and seek the Lord, look at his word, seems like something strange. And I'm going to tell you something, it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse in that direction. They're going to try to marginalize us, make us seem like we're weirdos, make us seem like we're out there, we're space cadets, that we're, we're believing in something that's not real. But here's the thing. It's like I've said many, many times before, you have come too late to tell me that God's not real. It, you, that argument is over. Why? Why? Because I've experienced him. And a person with an argument is never going to get over on a person with an experience. Amen? If we have had that experience of knowing something, I mean, there's sometimes whenever, whenever we, we have a hard time discerning that, sometimes we, uh, we begin to think, well, is that me or is that the Lord? The answer is yes, because the Lord works in us, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, so sometimes that unction, you've heard about the stories where somebody was about to board an airline or something, and, and just felt like, hey, I don't, I, you know, like the Lord was telling them, don't get on this plane, don't get on this plane. In fact, is just this very week, I was reading, and this is a long time ago, but a guy said, said I was set to go on a missions trip, and he said, it just felt like the Lord said, don't go, don't go. And he said, well, Lord, I want to go. I've already made the plans. I've already told these people that I was coming. It's going to seem strange. It's going to seem like, I, you know, weird if I, if I don't go. And he said, I just kept feeling that unction. Don't go, don't go, don't go. And he said, eventually, my mind changed, and I didn't want to go anymore. And he said, so I just called the people and said, I'm not coming. Maybe another time. And they were like, why? And he said, I, I just, all I can tell you is I just don't want to. And he said that very flight that he was supposed to get on, that he had already had the ticket bought for, crashed, and everybody on the plane perished. So there are some times whenever the Lord can, I mean, how, how many times have you ever had that one little strange thing where the Lord seemed like the Lord said, turn here instead of where you were intending to turn? Never know what we might, till we get to heaven, we never know what, what that might have averted somewhere down the line. So how can I hear from the Lord? How can I hear his voice? We're going to look at it. I don't know if we'll get done today. If we don't, we'll continue it next week. But number one, in prayer. The, we can hear the Lord's voice through prayer. Now, prayer is a communication that's two-way. Sometimes we make prayer a one-way thing. 
We just go to the Lord with our big list of wants and to-dos and all these kinds of things. And Lord, we, I need you to work on this. And Lord, do you know about this situation? But I'm just reminding you that I, this is the way I'd like to see it work out. But here's the deal. I think at least 50%, if not more than like 51% of prayer ought to be us listening for what the Lord's telling us. I think we need to go to him, and yes, he says, make your petitions made known. Yes, he says, he says, you know, tell me what you want. Give you their nations if that's your desire. But I think then we ought to give him an equal or greater opportunity to speak to us and let us hear his voice. Uh, in, in Psalm 91, it talks about prayer. It says, when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in times of trouble. I will deliver them. So whenever we're needy, hey, guess what? That's a good time to pray. Whenever we're thankful, good time to pray. Uh, whenever we're, uh, there's somebody else that we know, great time to pray. Amen? When we know they're in trouble, when they're in, in need, good time to pray. But here's the thing. Paul tells us, it's actually in the Bible a couple of times, pray without ceasing. So how do we ever pray without ceasing? I mean, that means 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 and one-third days a year. How am I supposed to pray that way? How can I devote myself to that kind of prayer? What in the world is he talking about? It's that we're having a conversation. And it's the only way that there can ever be intimacy, the only way that we can ever hear his voice truly is whenever we're communicating and he's communicating back. And it do, I, 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 I seldom, and I know we do it in church sometimes, but it's just a churchy thing to do. But I carry on an ongoing conversation with God in my personal life. I don't really stop and say, Heavenly Father, I usually started off with, dear Lord, you know what's going on here, and, and this and that and the other, and, and I'm in an ongoing conversation. I see an ambulance, and my general thing to do is, Lord, there's somebody there that needs your help. I think about somebody that's going through something, and I say, Lord, would you, would you visit them today? And it's just an ongoing conversation. I, I, I've seen people, I've known people, and I'm not, I'm not chipping on anybody much. <laughs> but you've heard people pray, that, and they'll start out, oh, most gracious, omnipotent, heavenly Father that lives in the realms above. You know, do you reckon he doesn't know who he is? Or, the, the, you know, some of them will say, oh, oh, Heavenly Father, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would do this, Heavenly Father. And, and, and I mean, that would be the equivalent if I said, hey, Lanny, how you doing, Lanny? What you, what you got planned for today, Lanny? You reckon Lanny don't know who he is? I think it ought to be just like we're talking to a friend. I think we ought to... I heard this story one time. This guy was in the hospital not doing good. This is long years ago. And a preacher came to visit and said, I heard you're not doing too good. And, you know, everything that was going on kind of went through it. And there was an empty chair at the foot of his bed. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. You may have been expecting company. And he said, well, not anybody different. He said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, I always put an empty chair, have them set one at the end of my bed. 
because that's the Lord's chair. And he said, I talked to him just like he was sitting in that chair. Because he tells me in his word that he's my friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I think, we, I think what Paul's saying in that pray without ceasing is that we ought to be continually in that conversational mode. Because here's the thing, if, we don't, if we're not talking and, and, he's not, and we're not listening, we're not perceiving his voice, I mean, how long... How long would a marriage last if, if, if I got up in the morning and I went about my business and, and uh, Miss Angie, of course, she doesn't like to talk much before 9 o'clock, those of you that know her well. So after 9 o'clock, if we didn't converse at all, 9, yeah, it could, could be on some days, and she's definitely got to have her nanner. <laughs> Linda May worked with her, so she knows that. She's got to have her banana and, she, and her Diet Coke. And after 9 o'clock, you're good to go. But if we, after 9 o'clock, if we didn't converse, guess what? I wouldn't know what was going on with her. She wouldn't know what was going on with me. And I like to talk. And when I wake up, when my feet hit the floor, I'm just like this all day. And she, sometimes before 9 o'clock, she'll say, too much talky talk. <laughs> That's all she'll say. But here's the deal. I know that. She knows that. That's com- conversating. Nonetheless, sometimes I just talk and let her not talk. But here's the deal. We converse enough that I know her and she knows me. We ought to be talking to the Lord enough that he knows us and that we, more more importantly, that we know him. And see, sometimes it comes to us in prayer. Have you, have you ever been praying and all of a sudden an idea comes into your mind that you weren't even thinking about? You were all concentrating on this to-do list and all these people I need to pray for, and all of a sudden an idea for something comes into your head that, you, that was so far from what you were thinking on. Now, I myself, sometimes I say, where did that come from? Because I wasn't even pondering on that. It could, it could be idea about a business. It could be idea about something that's going to benefit the church. It could be idea about ministry. It could, it, all kinds of stuff. But here's the deal. Why do we dismiss that so quickly and say, well, what, what is the matter with me? What, what is going on here? Uh, why do we dismiss something that could be the Lord working in us and speaking to our spirit? Because when we're in prayer is one of the few times when we're not bombarded with all the stuff that's going on in this world and the television and the, and, and the radio and the, and the computer and all and cell phones and all this kind of stuff. And one thing that I think that I'm seeing, I see it in my own life. I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll pick on me for a minute. Is this blasted thing right here takes up so much time. Mine, I don't know if you've got your set that way, but it gives me a report. Usually comes in on Sunday morning about how much time I spent on it. It's like, are you serious? There is no way I spent that much time on this crazy thing. But it tells me how much I spent. Now I'll go and look sometimes. And say, yeah, I remember that day I was looking up something, a whole bunch and all this kind of stuff. And it consumes our 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 capacity to hear. Because we're listening for that ding or ring or whatever, however you've got your tone set. And whenever God says, hey, I want to talk to you just a minute. Because see, he's a, he's a gentleman. He will never yell. 
And he's not going to jump in front of you and jump up and down and wave his arms. He's going he's to be talking because I think he's talking all the time, just like we were talking about the, the television and the radio waves that are permeating this room. They're going 24-7. I think God, I think God is broadcasting 24-7. It's just whether we can get in tune, get our receivers tuned up to hear from him. Get all that junk of this world tuned out. And, and, and believe me, I enjoy watching a good movie. I enjoy watching TV. I watch videos on my computer. I look up. I love my computers. Love being able to say, hey, Siri, look up this or that or the other. And she's listening all the time. Don't you think she's not? Zach and Jonathan and I went to a conference about a month or so ago, and we were on the way back, and Zach was, we were talking about a new song, and Zach said, he said we were, he was waiting on one of the sessions, the little breakout sessions that we were going to, and he said they were playing a song, and he's like, he said, we got to do this song, and so I said, hey, Siri, what is that song? And he's telling me this in the truck on the way back, and she answers, again. <laughs> she told him then, six or seven hours later, what the song was that he asked about when we were still up there at that conference. So be careful what you say. <laughs> Technology's good to a point. But here's the deal. God's listening even more than Siri is. And I think that's why we can carry on a continual conversation. And I think the Lord's capable of seeing, okay, I pulled up to the drive-thru and I've got to order so I don't have to start my prayer all over again. As soon as I get my coffee or, or sandwich or whatever it is, I can roll that window up and I can just keep on talking to the Lord. And he knows right where I left off and he knows exactly what I was talking about. And, and, and here's the thing. I think that's what Paul's talking about whenever he says pray without ceasing. Pray continually. That's not in that, in that mode of being on your knees with your hands like this. I, I don't think that's what prayer's about. Prayer's about communion, not like we just took, but I'm talking about communion with God. And so we have the opportunity, the, the privilege and the honor of being able to talk to the, to the creator of all things, to, the one that, that put this universe in motion, the one that runs everything, and why would we pass that up to watch a video or a movie or catch a phone call or respond to a text? Amen? When we have the opportunity to hear from him. So he tells us that we can hear him through prayer. The second thing is God speaks through his promises. And that's one time whenever we've got to get in here and work on it. Jesus, whenever he told his disciples... He said, uh, I'm going to heaven, and I'm going to send you somebody that's going to help you out, the comforter. Your, the, the original language is paraclete. You don't have to do that in front of it. I kind of slipped that in there on you. It's called paraclete. I did not say parakeet. Paraclete. And paraclete is one who comes alongside. It, it actually best represents somebody who is going to stand beside you in a courtroom and bid your case. So whenever he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he also went on and he said, he's going to help you through life, and he's going to remind you of whatsoever things I 
told you. John says if everything was written down that Jesus said there wouldn't be enough room to hold all the books that would contain those promises. We've got some that are written down in here, but there's some he's going to speak to our hearts. And so the thing that we've got to do is get in here. If he's going to remind us, if the Holy Spirit's going to remind us of those things when it's pertinent, then guess what? We've got to get it in here first. So we've got to read this word, and we've got to see what he said, and we've got to see how he does things, and we've got to see his actions, and we've got to see how he does what he's going to do. And then, whenever he brings that to our remembrance, whether it's in prayer or whatever, he's going to bring it to us, and, and, and we actually read this a few weeks ago. Peter says that he has gave us great and exceeding precious promises so that we can be partakers of his nature. In other words, if we know what God's promise is concerning something that's going on in our life. God, I, I know that you said if I'd give, it'd be given back to me. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. So if I'm in financial need, what is instantly the anti-world view? I've got to give something away. If I want to receive it, I've got to give it away. So all of a sudden, we're doing things differently. We're doing things differently than the world does. Why? Because we know his promises. Because we know what he's already said that he's going to do. So we've got to, we've, we've got to realize that God speaks through his word. And we've got to realize that he speaks through prayer. And sometimes what he's going to do is work those in combination. And while we're praying, he's going to remind us of something he said. Because how many times have you ever been in prayer and, and something that you read jumps up into your consciousness. It's because we're understanding that that's how God speaks. So he speaks to us through prayer. He speaks to us through his promises. And everything that he has promised us, every promise in this book belongs to you, belongs to me. Everything that he promised is going to come true. Fact is, there are people that are keeping up with, uh, that are better than I, to all the things that are being fulfilled. And so far, really and truly, just about everything that Jesus promised has come true. There's a few that are still yet to be fulfilled, but it's working in that direction. So here's the thing. God's going to speak to us when we get a quiet time with him, whenever we get alone with him, whenever we converse with him. And he's going to speak to us through this right here. And he tells us oh so much about life and how we're to do things and how we're supposed to live in this thing right here. So ultimately, and I know we got lots of stuff going on today. We got going out to the firehouses. So I'm going to end it right there. We'll finish it next week. But here's the thing. I want you to understand that God is speaking to you. Speaking to me, speaking to you. The only thing we've got to do is, is get that receiver right to hear from him. Amen? Because God wants you to hear what he's saying. And as I've said so many times, one word from God can change your life forever. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, if, if, um, if there's somebody in here that maybe doesn't even understand what I'm talking about, I pray that you would speak to them today. Lord, that you would work in their lives and let them begin to see the things that you have planned for them. Lord, that you would begin to let them understand 
uh, how prayer works and to be able to listen and hear your voice while they're praying, to be able to read your word and, and begin to see your promises fulfilled in their lives because, Lord, you speak in so many different ways. We're going to look at it some more next week. But, Lord, if there's one person here this morning that maybe says, hey, preacher, I, I, God's speaking to me right now. And he's telling me, I just need to make it right with him. Whatever it is, it might be something big, it might be something little, but if you are here today and you are saying, feeling that unction, feeling that impression, I need to make it right with God today. I want to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call your name. I'm not going to call you up front because you don't have to leave where you're at to get to where God is because he is already next to you. But if you are here this morning and you simply say, I want to make things right with God, would you just slip your hand up so I can pray with you? Yes. Anyone else? Very quickly. You can just slip it up and back down. Yes. Anyone else? We're going to pray. And you can pray at something like this. Again, I think prayer is conversational. But the thing that we need to do is just say, Lord, you know we're have blown it. You know that there are things that I've done that would displease you at Gosh, it displeases me. And so I'm asking you that you would forgive me for whatever that was. And Lord, if, if we name it, that's fine. But you already know it, and I know it. Lord, so would you forgive us for our sins, the times that we have missed it? And Lord, would you just uh, let us have that, that desire in our heart to get better, to follow you closer than ever before? And Lord, I thank you for loving us enough that you make a way for us to have forgiveness of sins, and that's through Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I know what you did on that cross for me. You died in my place. You died for my sin so that I could go free and that I could be with you in heaven one day. So thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Jesus, for, for doing that for me. But you know where I'm at. You know where I'm living. You know what's going on. So I need your help every day. So would you lead me and guide me and direct me and fill me with your Holy Spirit? Lord, would you draw me closer every day as I draw close to you? And Lord, I thank you for loving me that much, for saving me, for forgiving my sins, and for making me a way to heaven. And I just give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.